At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. Two hundred strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is February seventeenth. It's the list in your boy number two oh three. We got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, what's up? I was waiting for you to say. I've been waiting for years to hit 203. Not that big of a milestone. I don't know why you're making such a big deal oh, out of it. Oh, 196 was just much more significant. It was. It was. And if you guys want to make this more significant, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. We've got so much stuff coming your way. we got an interview with Dan Housen tomorrow. I had an interview with Matt Cardona last week. Uh, dropped an interview with Dominic Garini ahead of Filthy Island today. Just so much stuff that we got going on predictions, post shows. And hey, uh, if you all don't mind, leave a super chat. That will get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, please limit it to one question or statement per super chat. Unless you're dropping some major coin, then I mean, have a field day. Have as you want. Have a, yeah, by, by all means. But get those super chats in. We'd greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, what do you got going on? Is that Tom Lawler's? Uh, that's named after Tom Lawler? Yeah, yeah, it's basically their version of Fight yeah, Island, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I, I got to look at it. Did you? And and yeah, it is it is a location. Somebody says, uh, sorry, am I allowed to shout out a, lo- a channel that I'm on? No, you have to pay for an advertising space for that. So uh, <laughs> sorry. Maybe if you want to send a $100 super chat. If Yeah, if you want to do that, then, then by all means, pay our <laughs> advertising work. rate and you can promote whatever you want to promote. Um, I wanted to ask you, did you watch Young Rock? I did watch it, and uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure I'm getting your audio through your webcam again. Again? But, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll give my thoughts on on Young Rock. I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm not much on network TV shows, quite frankly. Uh, you could tell that it was obviously dramatized for the sake of entertainment because he tells the the Harvey Whippleman story <laughs> comes true yes. in that. But I I thought it was okay at best. It was so right. it, it's funny you say that because Rock uh, earlier in the day he released a little teaser on YouTube. Yeah, that included footage from the car story. Yes, and I sat down with my wife to watch the show. My wife is a big Dwayne Johnson fan, and I said to her, "Just remember that this is this is 
fictional and that and that I saw a teaser today and that he took a story that happened later in his life and put it into his teen years because it made for better TV. So I said, just yes. remember that it, that's fictional. I liked it as a wrestling fan. Sure. And, and, and I got to tell you, uh, the one thing that I, I might have liked about it more than anything else was the attention to detail. Like the Samoans look like the Samoans. Oh, their, yeah. Their ring gear was spot on. Uh, the guy that played the junkyard dog. So if you haven't seen it, whenever they would introduce a new wrestler on the show, they would put up a little graphic that looked like a, a card, like a sports yes. card. The guy that played the junkyard dog on that sports card, when he had the chain and, and was doing the fish, he freaking looked like the junkyard dog. Yes. And so I thought the attention to detail was great, but I will say if I wasn't a wrestling fan, I would enjoy it less. Yeah. Uh, but being a longtime wrestling fan and, and being around when uh, I was a little bit after the Samoans time, I was more into mid eighties. So yeah. Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, being around and during that time as a fan and seeing those guys on the show, that made it fun for me. Uh, the, but the, if you're the, not a wrestling fan, if you know Dwayne Johnson as The Rock, the action star, you might not like it as much. The Iron Sheik one. Oh my like I saw a picture of him like shirtless. Yeah. And Drusarian was like, hey, you gotta go look this guy up. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, it looked just like him. Uh, I thought that was very maybe very a little good. bit more jacked than the sheep was, but uh <laughs> she, she was really jacked. He was, he was, he always had the boiler. But yeah, uh, but I mean, but, like he people forget exactly how jacked he was at points of his career. Like and and plus when you're standing next to a uh, 15, 16 year old kid and and the Rock's wife and all that stuff, or, or Rocky Johnson's wife. I mean, yep. we see these people next to other huge human beings. So when you see them out in the wild, so to speak, oh my God, it's unreal. I thought the lady playing Ada Johnson's pretty good too. She was like very they, good. I thought they, she was awesome. Yeah, like they they pick people that look like the real people. My hair's a mess, Jimmy. I'm trying to handle this. Uh, I don't know. Take a, take a bottle of water and just go douche, and then you're good. You want me to douche my hair? <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. I knew you're it. I have to be on my guard when I do this freaking what? podcast because Sean's going to jump on bullshit. Why are you asking me to do this? My hair already washed it today. That's why it's so messy. I just realized that I had my. I didn't have my mic in front of me. Just realized, so that probably affected my audio. I apologize. Yeah, yeah that, that helps. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put some some wax in my hair. My God, Jimmy. This is, Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to – I mean, you're asking me to douche my hair <laughs> On the air. I knew you were going to jump on that shit. <laughs> Why'd you say it? I just came. I needed a sound effect for the water. For some reason, that popped into my head. I don't know. I don't know. I should have known <laughs> hey, better. This is working if, out if, for me. If I could have a five-second tape delay doing this podcast, it'd be so much better for me. <laughs> no. Why you know? would you not want that on the air? You're the <laughs> one who, who requested this. Stel- Stellar Justin Lopez says, it has the everybody hates Chris format, but it wasn't as funny it was just cool for the nostalgia, and I loved how they used insider terms. Yeah, it was good for the nostalgia. It did good viewership over yeah, five million, million. Yeah. but I, yeah, it was not as funny as everybody hates Chris. I think they should follow that formula a little bit more. I wasn't um, a fan of that show, so I can't really count. I can't comment on it. It was it was very good. It was yeah, a very good. Show. Yeah, I'll just say again, like as a wrestling fan, I really liked it. I liked the detail. Uh, but it, like I said, if you're not a wrestling fan, especially of that period, you probably didn't enjoy it as much. That's just kind of how I look at it. One struggle says, want to say what's up and been a while. I hope we see Okada on dynamite or revolution. Do you think it'll happen, Jimmy? Not anytime soon. They still got the travel, uh, issues. 
Although we're going to talk about the travel issues later and John Cena is full of shit. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I do I think it's going to happen? Yes. I, I question uh, how long the impact relationship is going to go, especially when I heard about the Access TV thing. We'll get into that later too. But uh, AEW, yes. I absolutely think so. Uh, speaking of Dominic Greeny earlier, JJ says, Pump for Filthy Island. Luther versus Orange Cassidy will be great, but not as good as Okada versus Luther that went 43 minutes, 58 seconds in distraction pro wrestling. Yeah, make sure you guys check out twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Lots of cool stuff over there. But we have a, a bit of a random super chat from Evan Wright. He says, could we see the former Zelina help Proud and Powerful win the tag title belts? I think that would be a, a good fit. She was so undervalued by WWE and all because she wanted to make a few bucks on social media. And that's going to be our first topic today. Uh, So good timing on that. But uh, she was so undervalued when COVID first hit Zelina and Angel Garza and Andrade, along with others, along with uh, Montez Ford, Dawkins, a few others. They carried raw those guys. Yes, they carried it. And there, I remember there was one week when uh, they took like an hour worth of the show because they did like three matches with some combination yeah. of all those people. And uh, she was so undervalued. She's so good as a manager. She's a great talker. She'd be great with those guys because those guys aren't the greatest promo. Yeah. So she'd be good with those guys. Yeah. I hope they're that getting, something happens with her. They're really coming into their own as personalities on BTE, though. They're doing the, the speaking Spanglish thing that is as splintered off so the, and i mean she'd be a good fit for that too obviously i mean she's she would be a really good fit for them especially um if they've got impact there if they can get some permission to use the lax name again i think that would go Are you kidding? a long way if they could get permission seriously they could get permission if um, i was tony khan i would just do it yeah and uh, <laughs> and what are, what are they gonna say they're gonna say shit Evan Wright says Okada versus John Silver for the BTE title, please. I would love to see some Okada integration there, uh, which we'll get to. But yeah, I, I mean, we're seeing people pop up everywhere. Even Rocky Romero on MLW uh, from New Japan, Black Taurus coming over to Impact Wrestling from AAA. Yeah. I mean, on any given week on AEW, we see people from New Japan, AAA, uh, Impact, AEW, and it's, it's, constant and who knows how it'll it'll change now with some of the issues that have sort of come up hey or do you want to go ahead and get into the sammy guevara thing we can if you want yeah i, yeah. I, I want to talk about the social media thing but let's talk about sammy guevara first um uh, the first thing i was going to ask you because i got questions about this one uh first is it a work what the the sammy sammy going to impact not not liking creative so they didn't use them um, uh, is it a work or was it, is this just something put together to create a buzz? I would be very surprised if it was, were a work considering that people in AEW were calling me to ask how I had found out and all that stuff. And people okay. in AEW did not hear that it was Sammy or I didn't hear it was Sammy until Sunday. What happened was I want to say Thursday. I, I asked, I do what I do every time. I asked some people, how'd the tapings go? Just see how it went. And they were like, well, there were no AEW people here. And I was like, really? None? And they're like, yeah, New Japan people, but not AEW people. And I was like, that's interesting. Was, was that supposed to happen? And they were like, well, no. We heard that a wrestler was supposed to come in, but they didn't like creative. They didn't want to lose a match, something like that. Um, I waited before I released anything because, I mean, what, what can I do with that? Just say somebody didn't want to come in. Well, I had to find out more. Sunday was the report 
not issued by me saying that it was Sammy. Well, that makes a lot of sense considering how they wrote him off on Wednesday. And um, I had published what I heard about the report as I was able to shore up some information. And I get calls from the AEW and Impact side saying, well, not that many people knew about the Sammy thing. So how did you find out? And I was like, well, I didn't find out it was Sammy until about an hour before that very phone call. Um, it just, it all made sense. I was able to get it confirmed after that. And if it, if it is a work, I, I don't doubt it'll turn into a work. If it is a work, then a whole lot of people were getting work that should not have been getting worked. Um, oh, we've seen that happen before. We have seen that happen before, yeah. but I do know that some of the people in impact when they got work, kayfabed rather, I should say they got kayfabed over the partnership to begin with. They were like, oh, I wish you would have told us, but we understand why you didn't type of thing. My so, next question, I'm sorry, uh, did, did, you, did you have more you want to say on no, that? No, no, go or? ahead. My next question was going to be, was him leaving the inner circle a punishment um, for the impact situation? No, this is this all happened after that was filmed. Oh, yeah, because you're right, because it was, it was yes. uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was filmed. Uh, so that was filmed the week prior, the, imp- the Sammy Leave an Impact thing. Did or Sammy the, Leave an AEW thing. AEW. Did the Impact appearance play into him leaving the inner circle? Like, was that supposed to be part of the whole story, or do you not know? The yeah, that, from what I understand, him taking a break was supposed to then lead to him going to Impact. Based on what I know, I could be very wrong about that, but that's that's from what I heard – he was supposed to pop up an impact for a little while and him popping it up an impact. I mean, he should be an integral figure over there. Yep. Yep. And so my next question before I give comment on stuff, is it true that Chris Jericho, not Tony Khan, not Tony Khan and not uh, head of talent relations. Is it true that Chris Jericho was the conduit between Sammy Guevara and Don Callis, basically telling Sammy where to go and what to do? I do not know. I don't know okay. the answer to that. I had not heard anything. Okay. I had not heard anything about the reports of Tony Khan being mad, Chris Jericho acting as the conduit. I have not personally heard anything about that. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm still trying to find out, obviously. Okay, that's fair enough. Because when I heard that, you know, you know, one of the things I've always been critical about with AEW is there's too many cooks in the kitchen, it yeah. seems. And when I heard or I read reports that Jericho was reportedly the conduit, I just didn't like that. I just, I just felt like you're an active talent. I realize you're a veteran, but you're not the head of talent relations. You should have nothing to do with talent, telling Simi Guevara where to go and what to do. But again, if, if it's not confirmed, it doesn't really matter. Uh, here's my thoughts on things. And, and yeah, obviously- but I mean, you, you never know what kind of additional roles people might have. Like, No, I know that, but they have like, a lot of them. I mean, Leva Bates is not in talent relations, but I can tell you that I was corresponding with her when I went backstage. There. I know, I know, but the, you know, it, it comes back to the running joke of having 18 EVPs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sure, sometimes I, mean, I think there's too many guys in authority positions. But I mean, if, if people are, I mean, not even, you don't have to be an EVP to help with some of the talent relations aspects of things. And especially if, if he is in tight with the more and callous, I don't see much of a problem with that. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it should be left to the guys that are in those positions. Uh, but I wanted to ask this question about Sammy Guevara because obviously we don't know exactly what happened and, and what his issue was with creative. Do you remember when Corey Graves first came to prominence as a as a commentator and he was starting to kind of ruffle feathers because he was getting very outspoken on social media and, and a lot of people were saying this guy, you know, at the time a year or two ago, this guy was was going to be out of wrestling. They gave him an opportunity to, to do commentary and now he's getting too big for his britches. Do you remember that? 
Yes. And it's, it seems like he settled down, Corey Graves. I use that same analogy with Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara has got to remember that a couple of years ago, he was on the undercard wearing a panda costume, a panda hoodie, going to the ring in AEW, and they gave him an opportunity with the inner circle. And to me, he might have been the breakout star of 2020, You know, maybe with the exception of Orange Cassidy, because Cassidy had the bigger programs with uh, Jericho. But otherwise, Guevara might have been the breakout star of 2020. I hope, because he's a young guy, I hope that that didn't go to his head and all of a sudden he's a little bit too big for his britches because that is going to damage him majorly in pro wrestling, especially a company I think like AEW. So I hope that's not the case. If I were him, I would look at it like like Chris Bay did when I spoke to him. And I'm not trying to throw Chris out there, but Chris was like, I didn't think it was possible. New Japan hit me up like, oh, hey, do you want to come do the tournament? And I was like, pull. I would love to do the tournament, but there ain't no way I'm going to be able to do the tournament. I work for Impact. And the message said, oh, well, we've already cleared it with Scott Demore." And he said, cool, whatever you guys want me to do, because it's an honor to even be considered as the person to help bridge this gap and make this relationship better. Like he right. looked at that and he was like, man, as cool as it was to be in the tournament, like they they thought of me as the, as the first guy to come over there and do that. Like right. th- that, that would be the task. Like, if I were Sammy Guevara and I'm not, and he's got to protect his own career. Cause here's the thing. How often do we say Jimmy, especially you, if they don't like creative, they need to step up and say something. And that's what he, that's supposedly what he did. So I see both sides of it. You're right. But uh, usually when I say that, I'm talking about established guys. I'm talking about like a Roman reigns. I'm talking about somebody who has enough stroke that they can kind of do that. I don't put I don't put Sarah Guevara in that but, category yet. But why not people before they get too far gone on a bad creative situation? Why shouldn't they stand up and say, this sucks, I'm not doing it? I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I don't know what the creative situation was. You're not wrong. But yeah. if I put myself in the shoes of Tony Khan, right? And I look at it like, okay, I've got, you know, I've got my top guys. I've got Moxley. I've got Omega. I got Jericho. I got Cody. I got the Bucks. I got whoever. I have my young up and coming guys, which I would put Sammy Guevara in that category. Even though he was a member of the inner circle and he had a really good 2020, he's still to me kind of a young up and coming guy. If I'm Tony Khan, I don't need that from him. Like if I'm Tony Khan, Sammy Guevara has not yet done enough to establish himself at that level where he has that right. And to me, you're establishing precedence because if, if a young guy like him in his mid-20s stands up already when they're just starting this whole thing out with impact and says, I won't do that, what's going to happen if he becomes a main eventer? I see both sides of it. And I mean, if the creative is bad, I mean, if you're Tony Khan, you don't want people going against your creative, but us as fans we do want people standing up and saying this creative isn't good. It doesn't help me. Uh, Evan, Evan Wright says that Sammy skit about heat was the greatest thing. Yeah. He went outside and laid around in the snow cause he had too much heat. Right. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with him poking fun at it. Why not? I mean, his vlog is very successful. So uh, I mean, yeah. And you know, the one, the one thing AEW does well is they don't, they don't insult the intelligence of their audience the way WWE does. That's the one thing that I that I respect about AEW. We've seen so many times at WWE, it's like they think we don't know things. You know, kind of like, for example, uh, when Lana and Rusev were married in real life, as an example, and then yeah. they're doing the thing where she's with Bobby Lashley, and everybody's like, this is stupid because they're posting on Instagram that they're on vacation together. You know what I mean? WWE does stuff like that, insulting the intelligence of the fans. AEW doesn't really do that, so I have no issue with that. 
Uh, Drew Nicholas says, if Sammy wasn't being brought in to be the head of the X division and win that title, I don't see what else would have made much sense for him there. Uh, I'm, wor- I'm working on finding out, but yeah, I think that if he was being brought in, it should have been in a in a very, very important role and maybe leading the X division. I mean, you think that he would have been because he'd be coming in as AEW Sammy Guevara. You know what I mean? Yes. And Private Party had a very nice run over there towards the top of their card. I mean, they were main eventing shows as they should right. have been. Because here's the thing, even though Private Party are lower to mid card guys in AEW, the, the sheer fact that it's somebody from somewhere else does add that intrigue. There, there's sure. an awful lot of that. And and I think that's that's really, really cool. Sure. Um, Dante V, speaking of people from other places, he says, hoping for more Maki Ito on AEW. Have you seen much of Maki Ito? Uh, a little bit, but I definitely saw your Twitter account. Well, you're going to see some <laughs> more of her on Fightful because uh, your boy setting up a little bit of an interview. Oh, yeah? Yeah, setting up How's a little your- bit of an uh, or trying at least it, it's looking good it's looking okay, good okay okay it'll be tech it'll be text-based but yeah uh, lots yeah, of cool yeah stuff. i was gonna ask you about that let me let me ask you this question and i'm gonna try to be very careful in how i ask this question just oh, because oh boy <laughs> oh just, boy just because you know on this fuck you know, up my career jimmy i'm ready you know on it. this podcast i talk about whatever i want so i'm gonna, I'm gonna i don't ask like this. that <laughs> i know you don't I'm going to ask this in as tactful a way as I can. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know that I don't like talking politics on this podcast, and I'm not going to talk politics on this podcast. I don't care what your allegiance is. If, if you're you know, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, that's your business, and that's not my business. Here's my question for you, Sean. Do you think that if you are a public figure, that you might want to try to make sure that a family member didn't attend the Capitol riots in Washington. Do you think maybe that might not have been a smart thing if you're a public figure? I think that would be uh, something that you would want to make sure was not out there, especially before you post a tweet saying, I'm not a political person, but... See, I kept it high level. What were you afraid of? Oh, I thought this was going to be something ridiculous about Maki Ito and some no. stuff she posts on Twitter. No, no, no. I was no, like, no. she just followed me, Jimmy. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. No, no. I haven't followed her Twitter. I haven't seen her Twitter. Oh, it's but, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, is it? It's is pretty it? good. Okay, no. Um, no, I was just she, asking about, you know, if you were a public figure and if you're on television every week and if you were one of the main people in a wrestling company that they rely on, might want to tell a family member that I don't think that's a very good idea. You might want to sit that one out. Yeah, I, I I would advise such a thing. Yeah, I would too. I want to ask more about Impact Wrestling uh, with New Japan. So um, Impact Wrestling, you want to talk about, man, Merry Christmas to Impact Wrestling. So yes. first first AEW hooks up with them. Uh, the, the doors get open on that. And now New Japan Pro Wrestling is getting heavier into the mix in the U.S. Uh, Juice Robinson and, and David Finley both debuted uh, oh, at the that's, tapings. That's a good one. That's yeah, it a is. really good juice robinson is one of the best examples of you don't have to stick around in wdb system you can go do something elsewhere because when he went to japan there weren't a whole lot of people that were saying oh he's going to be a big star i certainly wasn't and we see his personality shine through when roh landed him for uh, lifeblood a couple years ago i was like okay this is this is good. When they lost all those people to AEW mm-hmm. and they restocked and got juice, I thought he was going to be the big one, and then he hit the bricks. So him being an impact, that's a that's a good one. That's a now, really good. One. 
I know that those guys weren't at Wrestle Kingdom um, because uh, Juice was injured and Finley. I'm not sure why. Yes. Here's my question for you. Was this deal done because these guys are based in the U.S. and it's hard to get them to Japan right now? Do you think that when the door is open, this deal is going to be done? Do you think that this is New Japan saying we want a long-term relationship and here's here's a, an olive branch? And the reason I ask is because there are reports that Access TV offered New Japan, of course, Access owned by uh, Anthem, the owners of, uh, of uh, Impact. They reportedly offered New Japan the chance to come back on and, and New Japan turned it down. So do you think that this is just a short term, you know, you guys are stuck in the U.S. and we want you to be active? Or do you think that this is, you know, the start of something bigger? Both. I think that they, their devotion will be to Japan when it when the time comes. Of course. And for all I know, it could just be for this this taping. Right, the set of tapings, right. And I was told, uh, well, before they did a pop-up on the tapings, that they were at the tapings, which is great. That's That's awesome. Um, but I do think that it's, it's a bridge to something bigger. And I'm very surprised after last year, after the access thing, uh, which we we've learned new Japan has said no to access since then. Um, I thought that it was going to be hard to recover when you're like, Oh wait, you guys don't want to work with this last year. Well, now you're off access. Yep. I didn't think it was ever going to recover from that. And let me tell you, I've I've considered doing a full hour-long video of all the ways the different iterations of this company have fucked New Japan in the past. So many different ways, Jimmy. Um, that I know that when I talked to Davey Boy Smith Jr. two years ago, he said that they were still mad and wouldn't let him work Impact because, quote, Jeff Jarrett fucked them. Jeff Jarrett wasn't there anymore. Right. But apparently, they felt like they got screwed over a bit on the Global Force Wrestling fight deal. And after that, Jeff Jarrett had popped up an impact, so I don't know if they made the connection there. But keep in mind, even beyond the Okada thing that a lot of people point out, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. at one point, the former iteration of TNA switched the IWGP tag title belts without even asking New Japan. <laughs> they were like, hey, we're going to put them on Doug Williams and, and Nick Aldis, just met willy-nilly. And New Japan was like, what are you doing? Who are the decision makers then? Who knows? Okay, okay. That Well, that's the thing. That was the, 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 ish, the thing that Davey Boy Smith Jr. had brought up. He's like, there have been like four regimes since then. Yeah. Let it go. But then he was like, man, they don't let it go. Yeah. So I'm very surprised that they let this go. Keep keep in mind, Japan does things so differently. And I'm I'm learning that more and more and more as I talk to more people who work for New Japan. Like how different it is. Like, for example, when people do interviews over there, a lot of times they expect the outlets to pay them for doing the interview a lot of times right? i don't want to say all the time yeah but a lot of times really so when a lot of the media was set up for the u.s stuff they were like oh well how does that work do they pay us for it no really we ain't paying you guys to talk to people who are on new japan strong yeah that yeah. ain't happening um like there it's done different but i i think there are too many instances right now for this to be a coincidence them being like Hey, Rocky Romero, go out and get all these people. Hey, Rocky, yeah, you can pop up with the Good Brothers and do stuff with them on on Access. Hey, Rocky, you can go over to MLW. Hey, David, hey, Juice, go on over there. Kenta, 
show up on AEW. Too many, too many instances for it to be a coincidence. Uh, just, and I love it. I love it. Uh, no pun intended. Break down these walls. Let people go around. It's only going to be good. Can you imagine, Jimmy, when shit gets normal, how big an impact AEW, New Japan, AAA super show, super show would be? Yeah. It would be. It would be very big. Remind me of Super Clash a little bit. Hopefully a lot better than that. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I covered Super Clash 3, and it was yeah. one of the worst things I've ever seen. Evan Wright says, Keiji Muto bringing over the GHC title to Impact. Wild. That's a thing. Impact could probably maximize the fact that the freaking great Muta is, would come over with that title. Like, that would be a bigger deal. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like, I, 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 I question New Japan's mindset like what their end game is because i know that they're looking to establish a bigger footprint in the u.s and there's been a lot of rumblings about okay they have a television deal with roku but it's not not the greatest thing in the world there's reports that they've been talking to espn reports they've been talking to vice this report that uh access offered them a deal again sounds to me like your deal i don't like it at all well but it's not i don't think it's exclusive so i think that they can do that plus something else but I, I think they're looking to reestablish a footprint in the U.S. That's why I question if their mentality is let's do this now to get our name kind of out there with the American market. Or if their mentality is let's just, you know, uh, uh, Harry May's gone. Let's just open up the doors again and, and do this because it's, it's good for our brand. I don't know. I'm curious where it's going to go. I mean, again, to me, putting myself in the shoes of the powers that be, AEW makes a lot of sense to me. Impact less so. But again... It's given these guys that currently can't work an opportunity to work. And that's the difference between, say, a Juice Robinson and a, uh, a Omega, Kenny Omega, who did the Impact tapings. He's already got AEW. And Juice Robinson right now has nothing aside from if they do the U.S. stuff for uh, New Japan. And a big question mark is where does or does Ring of Honor fit into all this? David Finley was working for them in September and October. Uh, Rocky Romero was working for them. In like, I, I want to say September or October, maybe. I don't think he was at the November thing. Rocky Romero has done MLW, Impact, or Impact on Access appearances, New Japan, and ROH over the last like few months. And a Gallows and Anderson pay-per-view. He's pretty heavy in that, yeah. right? So yeah, they got time. that too. And I I, I feel like uh, Tomatong is going to show up on, on Dynamite. Like all the social media stuff that he's doing. I feel like that's – and then he, he's shitting on AEW a bit, and he's making God. like, you know, they're – I feel like he's setting up where he's going to show he up on should. Dynamite too. Yeah. He should. Uh, yeah. Him and Switchblade popping up on AEW eventually mm. would be big. Uh, Daniel Brooks says, just found you guys yesterday thanks to Isa, who's Demon Diva. She did our, our predictions with us. Says, subbing to Fightful Select next. Keep it up. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you, and we appreciate her. Make sure you guys check her out at WWE Demon Diva. Um. Stellar Justin Lopez says, here in New York, we're now allowed 10% attendance in arenas. Oh, really? The Nets announced the cheapest ticks will be 600 to attend to give at Barclays. Do you see Vince and uh, WWE charging ludicrous prices for Mania? They should. Yes. Now, I don't know what's determined ludicrous. What Do you know how much... Uh, Atlanta, um, a member of Disturbing the Peace, <laughs> sings Roll Out, Southern Hospitality, you know. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, ringside center mania typically what is that thousand bucks a ticket is that, that- 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Is that right? No, I don't, oh, you don't I know? Don't, I don't okay. pay to go to wrestling events. I'm Jimmy. just curious what it typically is in a typical year because I think they absolutely will raise prices. They'd be stupid not to. Yeah. So it'll get done. There's another thing I wanted to talk about with this cross-boundary hey. thing. Yeah. Uh, so lately we've been, I've, I've seen these interviews with say Tony Khan as an example, Cody Rhodes did one where they're basically saying, Oh, we would welcome a relationship with WWE. Yeah. It's such a stupid thing to say. Because- they're asked about it. They, if, here's the thing. A lot of people will say that like, I'm a buy it. They even say it. They were asked about it. It's such an odd, they're not going to say no. So you know why? I mean? So what's the big deal? Well, here's the thing. So, so in case you are a wrestling fan and you're holding out hope, that we're going to see Roman Reigns against Kenny Omega someday, as an example, you're not. WWE will never do this. Uh, I don't think Vince McMahon would ever even consider it, and I think Hunter now has become his disciple more and more. I think that unless WWE has full financial control, creative control, development interest, unless there's something that they're going to benefit the most, it's not going to happen. Uh, And that kind of takes me to the Evolve story. I want to give people a little Fightful Selectation. God, don't give them all of it. No, just a, I only do like one every couple of weeks or whatever. Oh, God. I want I want to give a little fightful select taste because right 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 along with all this this topic, uh, it was you reported that uh, that they did another NXT show and it kind of had e- an evolved flavor to it. I think the timing of it is not is not coincidental. It was more than an evolved flavor. It was called NXT Evolve. No, I know that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you, I know you can and you can tell it in a minute, but I think that the timing of that is not coincidental. I think given everything happening with all the cross cross boundary stuff, I think that that was done kind of on purpose to kind of ride the coattails of that, in my opinion. What did you hear about this uh, this taping? And then my other question is, why did they even do it? Is there a demand for it? Did they did it because they want more Peacock content? Like, what was the purpose? I don't I, I don't think the platform is is the platform platform was not intended to be Peacock. Okay, really. But as of now, the platform is not decided. It's not even like a go yet. They, but they filmed it. Yes. It's unlike anything else that they have. Um, it, it, 
what we saw on Raw Underground was not like an original first time idea. It was something that had been pitched for a couple years as like NXT Underground, not the no rope stuff, but the fight feel and mm-hmm. the more personal feel, uh, utilizing the evolved name. But when I hear Gabe Zapolsky and Jeremy Borash are attached to it, I'm like, well, creatively, it's probably going to be pretty damn good. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. I've heard that what got filmed was unlike anything WWE has. And this, again, it, from what I heard, more of a direct competition with something like AEW Dark. But the thing is, they had the idea for this well before Dark ever existed. Um, this was a, a pitch, I think, in 2019. So they've got a lot of different things going on with that. And it, from what I heard, the filming included a lot of the newer signees. I, I want to say like some of the people that got signed like August, September, and some of the women that got signed as well, although I, I can't confirm names. They've got like Josiah Williams hosting it, which is really good. I think he's awesome and heard great things about him. There, it's It's a very interesting, different approach. As far as is there demand for it, I mean, there's demand for them to have developmental. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And do they have developmental right now? No, they've got a third cable TV show is what they have. Yeah, I, I still view NXT as developmental, even though they they do put established guys in there. Well, sometimes. they certainly pay people like it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's fair too. So was it a mix of Evolve talent and NXT talent? Mm-hmm. That's what it was, a mix of, of Evolve talent new, and NXT talent. And, and some people that... Weren't really either ones. Some of them that got signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, there's just, and there's even more on FightfulSelect.com about this. Like, there's, they're, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, they're, they're going forward with it. Like, they're doing it. I don't know if they're doing it. I know that they did it. I yeah. know that they filmed it. Yeah. And all that stuff. I mean, they're trying to, they're trying to make those gains, Jimmy. They're trying to, to gain some hours. And you know what? You know what, Jimmy? What's that, Sean Russap? They could gain more if they used gainful.com slash fightful. Oh, that's right. You don't want the same old boring thing, do you, Jimmy? Sounds like a blue chew read is coming up the way you're doing that. No, well, that's that's kind of the gimmick, Jimmy. I make them think. <laughs> I make them think that's gonna happen. Then I hit them with the gainful. Got it, hit them got with it. the gainful.com slash fightful. I'm going to hit them with that gainful.com slash fightful so they can get 15 months off their first month of personalized protein powder. When you go to gainful.com slash fightful, I love this stuff. I personally checked it out as I was looking to, to improve my physical condition. And one of the things that I have hated about protein in the past is you buy one tub, you're stuck with it. So every day it gets a little redundant, not this stuff. They give you unflavored pouches of protein. And then it has single-serving flavor boosts. You got rich chocolate, cookies and cream, Madagascar vanilla, strawberry cream, cafe mocha, which I've come to love a lot lately, and my favorite, chocolate peanut butter. Or you can add that unflavored protein straight to your smoothies and recipes. This is a customized protein based on your body type, your diet, your fitness habit, and your goals. It is designed by a team of sports nutrition experts that work with proteins and athletes. There is no fillers. There's no gluten. There's no soy. I cannot tell you how important that is to not have soy in your protein, especially if you are a man. You get free unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian, and there is no other protein that comes with that. So it's not just protein. It's a more exciting protein. It's a more versatile protein 
and it's a protein that can help you achieve your actual health goals, your lifestyle goals. You take a quiz that's only a few minutes to complete, and you get to pick your flavor boosts that come with the protein. Again, I've been loving that Cafe Mocha and the chocolate peanut butter. Gainful.com slash Fightful. You get $15 off your first order, your first subscription, rather. Love this stuff. Uh, it's one of those products that I tried out, and I was like, okay, I want to hit them up. And we did. Hit them up at uh, Gainful on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Hot diggity dog. And it's G-A-I-N-F-U-L, yes? Yes, G-A-I-N-F-U-L. Pretty there soon we'll have a pretty graphic up there for it. But. Yeah, I was going to say, so you don't, you don't have to look at my ugly mug. We can put the graphic over my side, and you can yeah. just look at Sean's pretty face. Yep. Indeed, so, Jim. I want to talk about WWE's expanded social media policy. And okay. uh, first person I thought of was poor Lana. Lana just oh, getting – she's getting shit on, on television. She's getting shit on off television, Sean. So uh, there were reports that WWE had extended their social media policy. WWE confirmed it. Apparently, they've expanded the existing policy to uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if if uh, talent promotes external uh, products or companies, there's a three-strike violation policy. The first one is a warning. The second violation is a fine. And the third is a possible suspension. Um, like I said, first person I thought of is Lana. The, the thumbnail that I put up was a picture she put on her Instagram just like a week or two ago for, what is it, Givenchy, the, the, the clothing line. Yeah, she does, she does a lot of health and beauty stuff on Instagram. And so she's the first person I thought, is there anything that you have to add in terms of details on that? Uh, any feedback you've gotten from talent? Yeah, anything? there are some that are pretty pissy about it because it was pretty petty in the fact that it went to like people were set told, hey, by the way, you still got your merch store from like three years ago open. You need to close that. Really? And there were these people that were like, I made 10 bucks off that last month. I don't even remember that it was it was up. So, yeah, there was some of that. I'm still working to find out about like charities and stuff because I, I have not heard that personally yet. Yeah. But, yeah, there were some people that were straight up told, yeah, you got to get rid of this. And then I want to say this, there are some that have not applied this to their social media yet. And there are some people that are still promoting things that they're a part of. And there are a whole lot of people that are looking at this and they're, they're trying to weigh is the platform worth it because they, they wonder, well, if I lose this platform, Will that affect my future endorsements if I leave WWE? Sure, and brand, like my they're, brand. Yeah, they're they're trying to weigh all that. And since 2016, how many people have we heard of that are like, "Oh, I made more money outside of WWE." Cody said that first year, more more money outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. We're in a different world right now, though. They're they're if unless it's game changer wrestling, like there's not a whole lot of places you can work. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. there's not a robust indie scene right now. Makes so social and, media that much more valuable right now. And there are a whole lot of people there. They're pressuring people to sign months and months and months ahead of their expiration. Now, how can you possibly try to pretend that your talent are independent contractors when you do stuff like this? It is so obvious. I mean, I don't even have to say it because it's so obvious, but it's so obvious that the independent contractor label is only there to avoid the associated costs. It's only there so they don't got to pay benefits. It's only there so they don't have to pay into Social Security. 
Uh, it's only there so they don't have to do royalties. They don't have to do severance packages. That's why the independent contractor tag is there. They can make like, oh, these guys are free. That has nothing to do with it. They don't want to pay the associated costs. This is such a bad look to me. And and the other thing that I question is, are they going to be selective in enforcement? Because Twitch, uh, Paige is still on Twitch to this day. She's still streaming on I mean, Twitch. Because here's the thing. What are they going to do? That's my gonna point. They're going to fire her? Right. Okay. Well, she's going to be like, well, fucking fire me. Who cares? Right. That's what are they going to do? They're going to walk up to Adam Cole and say, hey, guy, stop streaming, even though they're paying you significantly more than we do. Right. They're going to say that. Good right. luck with that leverage come contract time. Well, let's see what 100%. he does after that. Yep. And and when you look at Lana as an example, uh, and I know that they value Lana, and and I feel she's really coming to her home, at, into her own as the sympathetic babyface character on television. But if you look at Lana as an example, so she's got a shit ton of followers on social media. She, I don't know what kind of money she makes on stuff, but she probably does all right. Yeah. Her husband is is on a competing show. You better believe Tony Khan would love to get his hands on her if he could. What's there to What's there to lose if you're her? What's there and- to lose? Nick says, shouldn't WWE want their talent to have the most visibility as possible? Contradictory when they always want mainstream crossover, but do this stuff. I mean, look, an example I can point at is when everybody said, Mighty Mouse Johnson isn't marketable, and he had this great gaming following. And UFC let him go. They traded him for a guy who got knocked out and is fighting a YouTube guy now. Like, (laughs) don't you? Okay, well, well, look at what's marketable. Gaming is very marketable. We we started a gaming section and it immediately profited, Jimmy. Like it is it is here. It's here to stay. That's I don't know world. shit about it. I don't, I don't know either. anything. So I've been what, asking so, Sean, hey, can you explain to me uh what this uh Twitch subscriber thing is? And, and, and I and I think WWE, except for the people that they co-opted with up, up, down, down. Didn't know about it either. And I think they're still learning about it. I'm sure. So what we what we did, we put somebody in charge, Jeremy Lambert, Joel Pearl, who do know about it. We're not going to be like, no, don't, don't expand our brand and your own income. No, not at all. Like That's the dumbest shit I could possibly imagine is frustrating the people. That, like, here's the thing. If, even if they make a certain amount of money, why not have them make more under that umbrella? Why not be able to look and say, well, look what associating with our brand and doing this can do. WWE should be looking at this and saying to potential signees, oh, listen, AEW is really good. And, and we get it that you know the creative might be better, but look what our platform can do for you. When you're sitting at home streaming some game on Saturday, you might make like a thousand bucks off that. Can any other company do that for you? I don't know. And I remember when they first started this stuff, did they not try to use Marvel characters as an example? I think they did, didn't they? They tried to use Marvel characters saying uh, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't do this or doesn't. It was something really stupid because, you know, that's an actor playing one role. And these actors absolutely do stuff outside of their Marvel characters on social media, which is effectively what the wrestlers are doing. It's really dumb. And then and then a similar story, and you broke this on FIFO Select. Uh, WWE had a meeting with employees that didn't that wasn't well received. Do you want to give some details on that? Boy, uh, yes, I do. But I, I wanna 
address one thing. There are people saying, oh, well, this site reported that Lana was making 10,000 a post and all that stuff. No, that, that's not what that is. About a month ago, a marketing company or PR company sent a thing to a whole bunch of media that estimated what she and Mandy Rose made. There ain't nobody reporting what Lana made unless Lana said it. They, those were estimates. So to say that she made 10 grand and that Mandy Rose made six, seven grand a post, maybe they did, but that wasn't a report. That was an estimate. And I think that's that should be specified. And then let me, let me just add to that real quickly. So I, I know influencer marketing companies, and I don't know that Lana and Mandy Rose necessarily work with an influencer marketing companies, but I know companies and I've talked to companies and they will tell you who's on their roster and what they typically charge. And yeah. this inf- and this information is not that hard to come by. So it wouldn't surprise me if these survey companies got that information and provided it to FIFO because they're looking for a little bit of publicity for themselves. That's probably what happened. Oh, we, we've got people that will like tweet Oh, well, this website says that, that Fightful's digital makes this much and YouTube makes this much. And I'm like, unless they can gauge our super chats and our sponsor reads, then no, they don't know. They, mm-hmm. so it's, it's impossible to say. As far as that meeting, yeah, it was not received well at all. I mean, like there were some people turning in incomplete work over it, like just the morale, morale shot down. I mean, there are people that live in like, really can find crappy spaces because that area in Connecticut, Connecticut yep. right next to, to New York, it's not a cheap place to live. Yep. And not that, not only that, it's a miserable place to live too. <laughs> uh, so there were a lot of people when they're told <clears throat> no bonuses, no promotions, no raises. They're like, what? What was the, what was the reason? COVID? The real reason is because they didn't hit their stock price target. But um, yes, and there were a lot of people that were like, you know, these these investor calls are public, right? We hear what you say. Oh man, there it was. There were some really dejected people, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's not dejected. Tim Traver, friend of the site, he says, "Hi, Sean and Jimmy Van. Want to say thank you for Jimmy Van giving me tips on how to save money." I'm gonna do doing an amazing job in my rehab. I'm RKOing it. Well, hot diggity damn. I don't even know what tips I gave you, but you're welcome. Well, look at that. Uh Rob <laughs> Wilkins says, Well, actually, do you have more to talk about about this besides the last minute winner podcast saying just found this and love it? Definitely subscribing. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so dare I say we're real good. <laughs> So obviously WWE had a down Q4. You know, they they had the the earnings report uh, a couple of weeks ago. They had a down Q4. Q1's going to be down. Uh the quarter run currently is going to be down probably. And they're blaming COVID for a lot of it. They're blaming no Saudi show, they're blaming no ticketed events. But here's here's the fact that WWE when it comes to their employees in this situation might want to avoid. And isn't it funny how the narrative changes depending on the situation? So when they had their Q4 earnings call, all they did was highlight the fact that 2020 was a record year because it was an easy way to kind of sweep under the rug that they had a down Q4 by saying that they had a record year. Now they're telling employees COVID, no Saudi show, no ticketed events, because again, it fits their narrative because they want they don't want to get bonuses. The, the fact of the matter is not only did they have a record 2020, but even though Q1 is going to be down, March 18, the Peacock deal kicks in. Yes. That's another billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? 
How can you pot? And, and to make it even more ridiculous, I'm pretty sure that they announced on the last earnings call that they're going to get back into building the new headquarters. They're going to, they're going to uh, get that going again, that they had put on hold when COVID began. They're swimming in money, this company. You know what I'm saying? How can you not uh, uh, want to? It's, it's, it's just such a more, bad look. They've never been more financially secure than they are right now. It's a really bad look. It is a yeah. really bad look. And, and, uh, I don't know, man, I, I feel for the people. I, I, again, I keep going back to Lana and I don't want to keep spotlighting her, but when it comes to Instagram, I'm not an Instagram guy. And so when it comes to Instagram, I think of her because I've seen her stuff go viral, yep. you know, about promoting this, promoting that. So she's the first person that just happens to pop it in my head. Whatever she's making off Instagram is not breaking the bank for WWE. No, it's not affecting WWE at all, at all. It's not like I'm trying to think of another clothing line because I'm, you know, I'm not a clothes horse. Here's where I would be okay with it. If WWE said, listen, we would like if you didn't promote competing sponsors. Like if you, if you please, like if we're promoted by Pepsi, I would appreciate it if you didn't do Coca-Cola or something like that. A competing sponsor, I kind of get, but they do not own her and it's so stupid uh daniel r says by the way we got some super chats daniel r says should WWE change money in the bank or add a new gimmick it seems like it isn't exciting as it once was that's not because of the gimmick that's because of how they book it and i like the gimmick to be honest with you i used to like it when it was part of wrestlemania yeah uh, but it, it felt I, like I a do different... understand why they they separate it. Oh, but I it, do too. Obviously, I do too. But here's what they do, Jimmy: they put Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank within the first four and a half months of the year. Right. So then the remaining what it, what is it uh, six and a half or seven and a half months of the year you got SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and you're peppering in a Hell in a Cell Survivor that doesn't series. quite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every couple months. Like, see the way they the used to summer. do it. The way they used to do it that I liked was Money in the Bank was at WrestleMania, and you had until the next WrestleMania to cash in. Yeah, and I remember one year, and I can't recall who the talent was anymore. There was one year where the guy waited until close to WrestleMania. Edge Be- was it Edge? Because he knew year. he knew, and and they and they made a part of the storyline that that's the deadline. He's got to cash yeah. in by Mania. Now. The whole it's so convoluted now. Miz gave it up. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Then he oh he gave it up. No, he didn't. He lost it to this guy. He won it back from this guy. And the whole thing's just a bunch of bullshit now. Uh Drew Nicholas says it's getting harder and harder to support WWE. They're profitable and act like jerks. If I wasn't involved in covering them, I wouldn't be watching. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way too. Yeah, I mean, I'd, be, I'd still watch SmackDown and I would watch highlights of NXT. I thought they came off really well with how they handled the Lars Sullivan thing. Based on my conversations with him, he glowed about them. He said they understood. He said that they handled it with compassion and honesty and understanding. And then immediately afterwards, it's this. It's this. Uh, Nicholas Plouffe says, "Jimmy, how many times have you watched SRS's reaction to Lacey's announcement Monday? I'm going to guess zero. Uh, I watched the post-Raw podcast a little bit. And that reminds me, just popped into my head, Sean Rossap and Denise Salcedo are going to do a duet. And, oh, the, du- and the duet is going to be to the Grease song, You're the One That I Want. That's going to cost you, Jimmy. Well, so I got to figure out the milestone because we, we already hit a milestone on Select. 2,000 uh, Select subs and dollars. <laughs> Rob Wilkins says, Vontae Mack, no matter what. 
I don't think that reference hits that well here. But he does say, do you think we get Cole versus Balor at Mania? Probably, but I don't need it. We saw it last year. Yeah, that was on my uh, my list uh, to talk about. I guess we could talk about it now because I want to talk about Triple H's takeover media call. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting. It, it looks to me like it's going to be more of a O'Reilly Balor team thing against maybe Cole Roderick Strong. Maybe they're still going to have Undisputed Era without O'Reilly. What do you think? Do you think this is the end of Undisputed Era, or do you think that they're just going to NWO it and it's going to be like a, a new Undisputed Era? I think we're going to get a fracture there. And it's hey, the, I like that I don't know. I like that I don't know. Yeah, I got to um, admit, I didn't see that coming. But like to me, it's like, okay, well, we saw Balor and Cole last year, and we saw Balor and Kyle O'Reilly twice. I'm ready to see something different. And this this cliffhanger as as at least has me interested. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it would be O'Reilly as Balor's partner. I mean, that's got to be the only scenario because he was kind of protesting that Cole uh kicked Balor. So yes. that would that that would be the situation. But uh it's interesting. It's interesting. And hopefully we don't end up with uh NWO black and white, NWO Wolfpack, NWO whatever what, yeah. LWO, whatever it was. Hopefully I, that's not where they end up. I think on the main roster doing Balor, Cole, and Styles is like the wink wink our bullet club thing. I think that'd be real good. It'd be somebody for Drew to go through too. I wanted Race. to ask you thoughts. Hold on, man. You're I'm not sorry, letting me sorry, get these sorry. super chats sorry, in. Sorry. Ray says, rumor Keith Lee may miss Sunday. Any word? We wasn't around on Monday, so I see where those rumors came from, but I don't know yet. I'll I'll see if I can find out. Throwback says, Bad Bunny is a smart move for WWE for cross-branding. They dropped the ball on Twitch. It brings in the casual fan. WWE should have let the pro- talent promote their Twitch and WWE to new fans. I get them not letting them do it on TV, but I'll say this. The Bad Bunny move, they keep... They keep just pulling the slot lever and coming up sevens <laughs> on him. Yeah. Over and over and over again. They're doing good stuff with Bad Bunny. I did not know who the hell he was. Uh, Sean told me about the merch sales that he's doing for WWE. I I had no idea who this guy was. And and uh, But it, him winning the 24-7 title is the most logical celebrity choice that they've had to date using some of the other idiots that they've used, like Rosenberg and all that crap is, was, was, was pointless. Bad Bunny makes perfect sense. He's going to be on SNL on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I ho- I'm sure he'll have the belt with him. I'm sure he will. And I would love if Damian Priest is there with him too. What do you think? Do you think Damian Priest might be up there with uh, Bad Bunny? I doubt it, but they should. And It'd people be fantastic. Like this whole thing, we, we've talked about how many guys have been called up to the main roster and they just shit the bed with them. Damian Priest, it's been handled very well. I didn't like the first week when he looked like a bit of an idiot with Miz and Morrison, but otherwise it's been handled great. I think that he's looking like a star the way that they're positioning him. Yeah, And uh, it's kind of ironic. I, it, it's kind of like uh, Elias a little bit. Although Priest was a bigger star in NXT than Elias was. But Elias was a guy that they brought up and for a while really found his footing and became something special. And you see that now with Damian Priest in WWE. Andrew Monaghan says maybe Cameron Grimes could give them advice. I love this gimmick, the Stonks gimmick. Yeah, I just don't buy more GameStop unless you, yes. have, to, uh, unless you have to average down, which is what I'm currently doing. Dante V says, <laughs> Sammy leaving Inner Circle makes sense, but leaving AEW to go to Impact doesn't. He should have a dark run and go for Darby's title. No, him going from dynamite to dark makes less sense than him going to a different com- company altogether. I mean, I respect your opinion. It's just if he wants to get away for a while and he sees that as an avenue, I think that he could do that. And he would have been the top guy in impact. I mean, he would have got, he would have been a, a pretty heavy focal point. Yeah. 
So. Throwback says, does the milestone for Fightful Twitch count for Sean and Denise to sing? No, not so ever. That's not I'm my project. It's not my it. project. That's not mine. That's Jeremy's. <laughs> you all can wet his beak. I'm very proud of him for for creating a new revenue stream. Like that is incredible. And Daniel R says, surprised at all by the five names that CM Punk said that he would be in uh, be interested in working with: Darby Allen, Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Pillman Jr., Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy. I can say that I am not surprised that he would say any of those names. Those all have a gigantic future, Jimmy. Yeah, no, I, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit punked out, you know, like he, he's gotten so much longevity sure. in interviews for a guy that hasn't been in the ring for almost a decade. Well, that so, was, that uh, was just Twitter. He didn't No, I know that. Him. I know that. I'm just saying he, it, it, the buzz with him just won't die. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, People, I'll cancel our interview then, Jimmy. Oh, Gosh. sure. Sure. That's cute. That's cute. He has me blocked. I want to, does he? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this question uh, before we wrap up the main show here. So Triple H, uh, he did the takeover media call. And there was one question and one answer he gave, and I had to chuckle. I had to chuckle at this one, and I wanted to bring it up. He was asked about, uh, is NXT going to be going live on Peacock? It was by and, me. Oh, that was by you? Okay, by so I, just, I read yeah. the Fightful.com write-up, so I didn't know it was by you. Yeah. So you asked him if, if, if NXT is going to be going live on Peacock. Triple H, you want to talk about kind of disrespecting the intelligence of your audience. Triple H answers Sean Ross at by saying, uh, I don't know about those conversations. So who did he say to ask Sean Ross at? Because Triple H doesn't Stephanie know. and Nick Khan. Stephanie McMahon. Triple H, the head of NXT. Try to, try to just visualize. Triple H, the head of NXT, said with a straight face, on a conference call, I don't know what's going on with the conversations around my own brand. Ask my wife because she is the one involved and she doesn't tell her husband about it. Okay, so had that conversation, yeah. It was the stupidest fucking shit when, when he said that. And I, I thought to myself, this is why I'm not on these calls. This is yes. why I'm not on these calls. Because I'd say, Hunter, she's your fucking wife. What do you mean you don't know? You know, you know, it's just so I insulting. Agree. It's so insulting that they do shit like that. But uh, that's what he said. Okay, if you go to Fightful Select after this, we're going to do the list goes on. We are going to talk about Lacey Evans. We're going to talk about Elimination Chamber. Oh, shit, John Cena. We did, Should we talk about John Cena quick? No, let's save it for the paywall. All right, all right, because I got some info about John Cena. So we'll We didn't even it. talk. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Lacey Evans. Here's the thing. No. Jimmy gives me these topics, and I put them up as the main thing. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, by the way, we're, we're doing this on Select. So I got to go edit everything. It's because we get so deep into other topics know, that it we, falls by the wayside a little we bit. We do have a couple more Super Chats before we wrap up. By the way, Wednesday Night War, tonight, guys, <clears throat> tonight, also um, – uh, we we had some stupid punk saying, mostly I just want to give the two kings of wrestling media a small token of my thanks. We appreciate it. But if you have any news of Maki... Not, I'm not one of the kings of wrestling media, but I do appreciate it. He that. says, if you have any news on Maki Ito, I might. I reached out to her. We we spoke. How about that? How How's about that? Huh? How's her English? Pretty good. Is it? I mean, I assume it was her. Might have been a translator. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Aaron Entertainment says, LA Knight, yeah, great signing. I love his signing. He, he can- sounds like a hockey team. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And Stellar Justin Lopez says, what did you think of Cesaro's new interview on TS? Thought it was good, but people treated it like it was the next coming of the tight pipe bomb. That that always happens with talking smack, Jimmy. Yeah. Every time somebody says something remotely confident, people are like, fire emojis yeah, smoke blowing out no, the nose and i'm no, like no no it wasn't 
I, I have so much for respect for Cesaro in the ring. Um, but it seems whenever he's given an opportunity with a live mic, eh, it was okay. It was, yeah. it, it didn't feel real as, as, as much as kind of scripted to me. It did. It, it was okay. Yep. Well guys, that's it. Make sure you guys check it out. I'll be back tonight for the Wednesday night war show, but head over to Fightful select right now. We'll do the list goes on until next time. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.